KSOS radio podcast. Life issues, artist interviews, and faith. Downloading. Downloading now. Matthew West is a five-time Grammy-nominated artist, but he's also written a lot of other songs for people like Rascal Flatts and Cast of Crowns and Michael W. Smith. But he's hanging out with us today at SOS Radio. What's good in your world today, Matthew? Man, it's craziness right here. I've got a dog that has been digging up my backyard, Scott. He's looking for moles, and we got mole problems. But now I got a dirt problem because I got to give my dog a bath every day. So these are the problems I'm dealing with right now. That's not. That's probably not the answer you, you wanted to hear about music. But right now I'm dealing with dogs. Okay, so <laughs> does he get a prize if he catches a mole? That's the question. Is there a reward <laughs> well, system here? Double-edged sword because I want the mole gone, but I don't want my dog you know, covered in dirt. So, uh, I don't know. I just send help. If you know, if you got a number of, or a hotline I can call for assistance, that would be, that would be great. <laughs> Seriously. Having a dog is like a whole nother investment. I mean, I don't want to equate it so much to having a child, but like you look at these puppies today, they're like five grand. Oh yeah. And then they're super expensive. Like my dog, you know, what's costing me so much money right now is my dog has chewed Every sock I own. And like, I don't know how it's happening. I don't know if he's getting into my dresser. I don't know if he knows how to walk on two legs or something when I'm not around. But literally, I have had to completely replenish my sock supply. Not to mention, like, he got into some medicine that he wasn't supposed to. And then you're like, you know, you get this medical bill. It's just, it's insanity in the West House right now. Not to mention, I've got a junior my two daughters, junior and uh, in high school in eighth grade. And, you know, my daughter's got a, a boy that likes her. And, you know, and I'm going to be real honest with you, dude. He's got a mullet. And that scares <laughs> <laughs> So the other night I played a show at the Ryman Auditorium in Nashville. And I knew he was going to be there. And I wrote a song. I put a song out recently. It's not like a radio single or anything, but it was inspired by like the thought that these boys are going to start trying to date my daughters. And so I wrote a song called Before You Ask Her. And so I put him on notice. He was in the crowd and I said, this one's for you, mullet boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> We're talking with Matthew West today at SWS Radio. So you live in Tennessee and you know, this time of year with all things pumpkin flavored and colors actually changing where you live in college football you know it's got to be a fun time to get outside what do you and your wife like to do together like for hobbies i know your, your daughters are growing up you can't just rely on them for fun anymore yeah it's funny you mentioned that though because literally in my hand right now is a pumpkin spice cold brew so i so i am so on brand with the question you just asked me but uh yeah it's fun you know my daughters are like they like cheerleading and gymnastics and stuff. And so we love going to like, I mean, high school football is really big in Tennessee. And so we go to the high school games. I sit close to the cheerleaders. You know, when I was in high school, I sat close to the cheerleaders too, but that was for a different reason. <laughs> now I'm the dad. So um, we sit with all the cheerleader parents and uh, I've got like a button with my daughter's face on it and I embarrass her and wear it on my shirt, you know? Uh, so I think for, what we do for fun is we try to embarrass our kids, Scott. That's the goal in life. Um, <laughs> but on a serious note, I have to tell you, I'm riding on a high today because last night, my daughter, my oldest daughter's been going to this youth group and it's been just a life-changing youth group for her. And her walk with the Lord has just grown like crazy. And she came to me and she said, Dad, 
the youth group is doing baptisms and I think I want to get baptized. Would you baptize me? So last night I was crying like a baby, baptizing my daughter in the backyard of a youth pastor's home. I mean, these are the kind of moments that my wife and I, we just, we hugged each other and we hugged our daughter and we're all soaking wet and but not just from the water in the tub, but from tears too, just thanking God for how he's raising up our daughter and both of our daughters. So it's a beautiful season. It's hard to watch your kids grow up and it happens so fast, but to watch who they're becoming and to see them choosing to serve the Lord, that's what it's all about. No, our kids grow up fast. I remember when my daughter was five, my friend Eddie and I, we signed up to coach soccer for our girls. They were in kindergarten, you know, we're over at Freddy's and we're having burgers. And so we asked the two girls, we're like, hey, what do you want to name this soccer team? And they go, how about the pink and blue rainbow cheetahs? (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. You know what? That's the title of my next record. I've just decided. (laughs) Uh, those are the days though man i forget where i heard it but they said like why can't we realize we're in the good old days while we're in them you know what i mean like yeah uh, yeah, one time i remember asking my little girl like what she wanted to be when she grows up and she said a princess horse rider and you just like (laughs) it's like you know you love those kinds of just dreaming big dreams and wild imaginations and um, the world has a way of growing us up in a hurry but uh it's fun to watch your kids grow for sure. So how's being a girl dad change your understanding of purpose? Well, first of all, like when I think about baptizing my daughter, like the first thing that I said to her in front of everybody that that came to mind was like, you have no idea how proud I am of you, but as proud as I am of you as your father, your heavenly father is, is so proud of you. And so like, I think raising girls, man, has been, I think it's done wonders for like, for my temperament over the years, you know, because when you've got girls, it's like, you don't even have to like punish them when they've done something wrong. Like it's, it's, it's just a threat of consequences <laughs> that kids like, I remember like you need to be sent to your room. And like one of my girls would just start crying just by me asking that rhetorical question. <laughs> so I think it's calmed me down, but ironically, as they're getting older, now I feel more anxiety because of, you know, being a dad of daughters and the whole dating thing and what time they're going to be home. And, you know, I definitely feel like the protector in me has come out, you know, as a dad, that's, that's my job, you know, making sure that my daughters stay safe in this crazy world. When we feel adrift in our life, like with our jobs or our family, or even like when you're thinking about your sense of purpose, we start asking that question over and over. It's like, God, where are you? Like, how do I feel you? Today we're talking with Matthew West on SWS Radio, and the whole idea of Jesus being described as Emmanuel in the Bible, like it means God with us. Now, Matthew, how has that idea of God being with you actually challenged you to look at him differently as someone that can actually walk by your side? Well, the crazy thing is, is just before the pandemic, I wrote a song called The God Who Stays. The whole message of that song is, is about Emmanuel. God is with us, even when the whole world walks away. Like, even if everybody in the world gave up on us, or even if we feel totally isolated or alone for any reason, but lo and behold, that song came out during a season when we literally were faced with the reality of unprecedented isolation, right? Like, we were shut down. The world shut down. We were told not to go to places we want to go to, couldn't see the people we want to see. 
And I feel like I wrote a song and I thought I understood what it meant. And then we went through this past couple of years and I began to really understand just how much power is in the promise of God's presence in our lives. And that's why the subtitle of The God Who Stays book says, Life Looks Different With Him By Your Side. And I wound up during the pandemic sitting down and writing what turned out to be a chapter by chapter reminder that I needed that through any and every situation in my life, through every high, every low, through every mountaintop and every valley, there is one who I know and can rest in this thought beyond the shadow of a doubt. I know that he is with me always. And I think one of the things that convicts me and challenges me the most is how often I live my life as if he's not with me. It's as if God is saying, hey, I'm here. I'm ready to help you. And I'm like, no, God, I'm good. I got this. And I think these last couple of years have brought me to a new place of dependence of going, I don't got this. I can't make it on my own. I need help. And there he is again. I'm Emmanuel. I'm with you always. And I will never leave you and never forsake you. When you tap into that, that's a life changer. That's a game changer, knowing that he's by your side. You're not facing anything on your own. We get pulled into our emotions in a lot of ways. And we're talking with Matthew West today at SWS Radio. We just kind of get sucked into our own little world. But Matthew, talk about how you've learned to navigate emotions when you feel like God isn't there. But you know he is, but you're not feeling it. Gosh, man. That is the struggle of every believer at times, where you cannot be ruled by your feelings because your feelings will deceive you. They'll point you in the wrong direction. And I kind of think about it sometimes like my songwriting. Like, there's a lot of days where I don't feel like writing a song. But I can't tell you, like, if I told you the titles of songs that I've written on days where I originally didn't feel like writing, but I dug in anyways, and I pushed past my feelings and made a choice to dig in and go deep, some of the songs that you play on your station are the result of those days when I didn't feel like writing a song. And I think about like how that relates to my spiritual walk and my relationship with the Lord. There are days, this may come as a shock to anybody out there who thinks, you know, a Christian singer is a perfect Christian, but there are days where I just don't feel like reading my Bible or the devil's got me distracted in one way or another. There are days where I don't feel like pressing in in terms of my relationship with the Lord. But when I do it anyways, and when I say, you know what, I'm not going to be led by my feelings. I'm going to make this choice to dig in and go deep. I can't tell you how many times I've opened my Bible, even when I felt distracted or I was like, Lord, I don't have time, but I do it anyway. And guess what? God always shows up and he calls us to show up. He says, draw near to me and I will draw near to you. That's why there's so many commands in scripture that are reminding us, hey, Spend time with me. I am with you, right? Psalm 46.10, be still and know that I am God. And so I'm a work in progress just like everybody else, but I'm learning more and more often that when I can push past the feelings of negativity or the doubt that the enemy tries to get me to believe that God isn't with me, that he's not hearing my prayers, when I do it anyways, God always shows up because that's his nature. He is Emmanuel. He stays with us. He stays patient loving, kind, faithful, forgiving, and I'd be lost if not for that truth. And so I'm thankful that he never gives up on us. 
Yeah, you can dig in a whole lot deeper on that in Matthew West's new book. It's called The God Who Stays. Let's talk about performance for a minute. Obviously, you know, you're known for the songs you've written. You're known for a lot of the songs we've been playing on SWS Radio over the last, you know, 20 years. But when you have five Grammys and you get American Music Awards and Billboard Music Awards, everybody sees the final result and they're thinking, oh, the success of that. But they didn't see the years when you were sending out <laughs> songs and burning CDs and talking to every manager or other artist and trying to say, hey, can you listen to my song? Can we write some songs yeah. together? And they're like, want to pat you on the head like, yeah, that's <laughs> nice, but I've got other things to do. And every record label said no at one point or another. Yeah. And then years later, they come back and they're like, hey, can we sign you? Hey, hey, yeah. let's talk about let's yeah. talk about big marketing deals and writing books. <laughs> but they weren't there in the days when you get cut from the baseball team or your basketball yeah. team just gets smoked in high school by <laughs> the other school down the street yeah man i tell you what i mean i've heard it said before like i was at a concert with edwin mccain years ago he had this big hit called i'll be and everybody was the crowd was packed and he gets ready to sing his big hit that made him a star and he goes you know everybody's calling me an overnight success what they don't realize is it's taken me 15 years to become an overnight success i relate to that i think every artist can relate to that in their own way. And I write a lot in the book about like the rejection that I've faced in my life and how rejection is part of not just the story of a recording artist, but in our lives, we will all face things that we wished would happen, but the opportunity fell through, the door closed. And a lot of times we focus, when we think about the stories of our lives on, oh, oh that thing that happened, that's the best thing that ever happened to me. And what I wanted to unpack in my story was the best things that never happened to me, the dream that was deferred, the door that closed, the rejection that I faced, because I can now, with the benefit of time, look behind me. And again, this points to God's presence in my life is that he is with me, even in rejection. And what I've learned is rejection is never rejection when you know that he's the author of your story. Rejection is always get ready, stay prepared, because better things are coming than you can see right now and so like that's been a huge part of my story man it's crazy the other night i was blown away i got this honor and i was given this award at the ryman auditorium but i was in the presence of the other honorees that night that were in the room were garth brooks and taylor swift among others and i was like i felt like such a fish out of water and I was just like going, what is my life, Lord, that, you know, here I am, I've, I've worked so hard, I faced so much rejection. And here in this moment, I was just, I couldn't help but smile as I got up on stage and I'm like, there's Garth. I used to sing karaoke to Garth. Those are my first <laughs> concerts, you know what I mean? And just to see things come full circle, hopefully my story and what I wrote about in the book can be just a reminder to anybody else out there who's kind of wondering, well, when's my door going to open? When's my dream going to come true? I just pray that it's a reminder that your plans are all well and good, but God's plan for you is so much better than anything you could dream up. And the sooner that we learn to pursue God's dream for us, that's the sooner we're going to discover the most fulfilling version of our lives. Well, what have you learned about having the drive to push through and try new things and keep grinding without it turning into pride or just a unhealthy ego? Well, I mean, that's always a wrestling match as well. I mean, there's, you know, I've been reading through the book of Romans with a small group from our church. And gosh, I mean, when Paul talks in chapter seven, he's like, it's like a nursery rhyme. He's like, 
I do not do the things that I know I should do. And I do the things that I know I shouldn't do. And why do I do, you know what I mean? He's going back and forth. And it's just like, I mean, who can't relate to that? Right. Scott, it's just like, God, why? And and he goes on to talk about why that is. And it's because there's a war that wages in us. You know what I mean? And so on any given day, Scott, like my ego could try to take over or my motivation can be coming from the wrong source. And so I think that's one of the reasons that I've noticed that the enemy will do anything he can to get between me and my Bible, to get between me and my time with the Lord. And I'm just learning. It's like oxygen. It's like if I don't do that, that my source of life is cut off and then I'm left to my own devices and left to my own devices. It ain't pretty. Left to my own devices, my ego can take over. Left to my own devices, I can get lazy or I can get driven for the wrong reasons. And so I think, I know this sounds so practical, but it just keeps coming back to this. I can't make it today without spending time with Jesus. And one of the things I talk about in the book is how in Genesis, God goes looking for Adam and Eve, the Bible says, in the cool of the day, to walk with his favorite creation. And a lot of theologians believe that that perhaps maybe was a daily activity. Imagine that, like just going for a walk with God, right? But we know when we read Genesis, what did Adam and Eve do when God invited him to go for that walk? They hid. And I think, how many times in my life has God been asking to go for a walk with me in the cool of the day? And I've hidden because of my sin, or I've hidden because of my busyness. Or one reason or another, I've said, you know what, God, I can't go for a walk today. I got other things to do. I'm running my race. I don't have time for a walk with you. Man, even just talking to you today brings me back to that reminder of I got to make sure I take care of first things first today. I got to go for a walk with God and spend some time with him. And that helps me keep, you know, my sinful nature at bay. Well, we're talking with Matthew West. He has a brand new book called The God Who Stays. Life looks different with him by your side. Hey, thanks for your time today, Matthew. Hey, thank you, my brother. It's always great to talk to you. Thanks for listening to the SOS Radio Podcast with Scott Harold. If this discussion encouraged you, feel free to share it with your friends on social media.